It's Tuesday, December the 29th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Congress spars with Trump and China jails citizen journalist. First, the world in brief. America's House of Representatives voted to override President Donald Trump's veto of a military funding bill. Mr. Trump dislikes a provision allowing the renaming of military bases dedicated to secessionist leaders in the American Civil War. He also wants a change to legal protections for technology companies. Separately, the House voted to increase direct payments in a recent fiscal stimulus package from $600 to $2,000, in line with demands by the President. The Republican controlled Senate, however, has so far balked at spending more. President-elect Joe Biden accused the Trump administration of obstructing his incoming team. Mr Biden said that the Department of Defense, for example, had acted irresponsibly by withholding critical information on national security matters. The department responded that it has been cooperating with the transition. A Chinese court sentenced a citizen journalist Zhang Zhan to four years in prison for reporting from the city of Wuhan in the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. She is the first person to be tried for reporting about the outbreak in the city where the disease was first noticed. Ms Zhang's accounts of crowded hospitals and empty streets painted a worse picture of the pandemic than the government's official narrative. Britain said that 41,385 new COVID-19 cases had been confirmed, a record daily number. A rapidly spreading variant of the disease has increased infection rates in the country. Meanwhile, South Africa, which is fighting its own mutant version of COVID-19, announced on Sunday that more than one million cases have now been identified in the country. Lujain Al-Hathloul, a women's rights activist, was sentenced to five years and eight months in prison in Saudi Arabia for seeking to change the political system and harming national security. Ms. Hathloul has been detained since May 2018, a few weeks before women were given the right to drive, one of the rights she campaigned for. Russia expelled a Bulgarian diplomat in a tit-for-tat exchange after Bulgaria sent Russia's military attaché home, saying he had been spying on the country since 2017. The two countries were once the closest of Warsaw Pact allies. Bulgaria is now a member of the EU and NATO. And correction, on December 16th we wrote that Pete Buttigieg, nominated to be Joe Biden's transportation secretary, would be the first openly gay cabinet member. In fact, he would be the first to be permanently confirmed to his cabinet position by the Senate. And now, here's today's agenda. Biden's in-tray, American politics. This week, Espresso looks ahead to the coming year. Today, international affairs. Many of America's problems will continue into 2021. The economy will be shaky as long as the virus remains rampant. Mistrust of the electoral process sown by President Donald Trump will be long-lasting. Yet his ejection from the White House has transformed America's prospects. Joe Biden will cancel America's withdrawal from the World Health Organization, rejoin the Paris Climate Agreement, and reinstate protections for illegal immigrants brought to America as children. He will scrap Mr. Trump's travel ban and end the policy of family separations for immigrants. His administration will restore credible scientists to the Environmental Protection Agency and protect the independence of the Department of Justice. 
However, with Democrats unlikely to win the Senate, Mr. Biden will be unable to pass almost any of the economic, health care, climate and tax policies he promised. Despite this, 2021 could turn out well for Mr. Biden if a successful rollout of COVID-19 vaccines boosts the economy and lifts the national mood. Plenty of Headaches, Latin America For Latin America's leaders, 2021 will be about steering economic recovery while fending off a debt crisis and trying to persuade their citizens that democracy can still deliver results. The socio-economic consequences of the pandemic will linger. The region's economies contracted by 8% or so in 2020. As a consequence, Latin America will have some 40 million new poor, raising the poverty rate to at least one in three of the population. Frustrations will show up in street protests, watch Argentina and Colombia in particular, and the threat of populist victories in elections. Most countries will struggle to claw back more than half of the output lost. Brazil is likely to recover fastest. The damage will be greater in Mexico, where investors distrust the president, Andres Manuel López Obrador. With public debt at over 80% of GDP, Latin America will be pushing for more aid from the IMF. Without it, the region will face recovery-crushing fiscal austerity, a debt crisis, or both. Between two superpowers, Southeast Asia No part of the world risks suffering more from the economic, strategic and military rivalry playing out between America and China. The countries of Southeast Asia are wary of President Xi Jinping's call for Asian people to run the affairs of Asia, which to them sounds like code for China running Asia. Many of them therefore welcome America as the dominant military power in the region, but they know conflict would be disastrous. China is too close and already too economically mighty to turn against. It is by far Southeast Asia's biggest trading partner and its second biggest investor behind Japan. The region seeks neither to decouple from China's economy nor to emulate America's political model. Many of the region's governments are hostile to democracy and few aspire to it. The approach, says Singapore's former top diplomat, will be to hedge, balance and bandwagon between the two. A difficult year ahead, the European Union. Internal frictions, external worries and long-anticipated farewells will dominate the EU in 2021. Politicians will learn that agreeing to borrow money to allay COVID-19's economic effects was the easy bit. Agreeing on how to spend it will be much harder. Doubts over the rule of law will dog the bloc. Bulgaria, Cyprus and Malta, where allegations of corruption, passport hawking and press suppression are rife, will join Poland and Hungary on the naughty step. Russia's Vladimir Putin and Turkey's Recep Tayyip Erdogan will menace the EU's frontiers. European sovereignty will be the watchword as the EU will remain wary of over-reliance on America. In 2021, Brexit's effects will start to be felt. The deal struck by Britain and the 27 remaining members comes into effect, even as many thorny details remain to be worked out. Finally, in the autumn, the departure of Angela Merkel, Germany's Chancellor and the EU's most influential politician, will leave a vacuum. Disruption, Deficit and Dole – Britain's Economy Recovering from COVID-19 will take centre stage in 2021. Britain experienced its deepest recession in at least a century in 2020. 
The government's furlough scheme kept unemployment down, but as job losses mount and hiring remains low, unemployment will reach its highest level since the early 1990s. A persistently high government deficit will lead to much angst, but little action. Despite pandemic and Brexit-related supply disruptions, inflation will stay low. The weak jobs market will hold back wage growth, consumer demand will remain soggy. The Bank of England is more likely to expand its programme of quantitative easing than to move to negative interest rates in the face of any new economic shock. By the end of 2021, the economy will have made up the ground lost in the first half of 2020, but it will have higher unemployment, a much larger stock of government debt and long-lasting scars. Finally, here's the quote of the day from William Ewart Gladstone, who was born on this day in 1809. All the world over, I will back the masses against the classes. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.